Brothers and sisters, family of God, I love you all. What a family we belong to, huh? All named after the Father. That's incredible. We all have the same name. Hmm. I'm going to ask for some help and prayer before we get started here. Jesus, I'm asking for help. I'm asking, Lord, that you would speak to us today. Touch our hearts, all of us, God, including me. Touch our hearts, Jesus, today. I pray that you reveal yourself as the king in all his beauty. Amen. Uh, Back in January, February, actually the beginning of February, um, I sat up here with five of my brothers and we all shared about all sufferings and trials and the things that get us through them. And I shared about... um, The fiery relationship with Jesus, that passionate, intimate relationship with him is the thing that will get us through the fiery trials. Just a few weeks later, the end of February, we enter into a fiery trial season. There were moments and days where Our circumstances, our needs went beyond the faith that I had. It went beyond the prayer that I had. But God is faithful and he's taken us deeper. And just remembering the fire in the eyes of Jesus, that passionate love that he has for us, just remembering that In the moments when maybe I couldn't quite see it, just remembering got us through. And then he comes back and is near to us and we behold him again. Well, picking up where uh, Jonathan left off in Ephesians 5, he read 18 through 19. We'll go ahead and pick up at 22 here. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. And he gave himself for it so that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word so that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot, not even a wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. I think Christ loves us. He loves us dearly. He loves us with everything he's got. 
He gave his all for us. It's truly amazing. He has proven his love for us. So why should we ever doubt it? We really have no excuse to doubt his love. He's proven it for us. Truly amazing. And here we are called to represent him to one another in this body, this glorious body that he is building and forming and putting together. But what if a friend, a so-called friend of the bridegroom, he comes along and he begins to speak to the bride. But instead of just speaking, he begins to yell at her, scold her, tell her she'll never be good enough. What if, what if he came and said, you didn't get it right again? And he presses guilt and shame on her. I think we've seen that from time to time. I've never seen it here, but I've heard it in my life. I'd say that's not really a friend of the bridegroom. Not really a friend. And what if that bride, who's only scolded, what of her? Would she draw near with her whole heart? Or would she hide? Will she hide in disgrace and shame? But what if the friend of the bridegroom, the true friend of the bridegroom, what would he say to the bride? He would say, come. Come and wash. Repent and wash in the pure water. Come. See how much the groom loves you. Come and wash. And behold, look to him. Look to him in all things. Behold the Lamb of God. For he is the bridegroom. And beholding him, looking to him, seeing him in all things, we begin to follow him. Oh, to follow the lamb wherever he goes. This is the call for the people of God. It's in Revelation 14. To follow the lamb wherever he goes. What a call in our life. Such a glorious call. Such a glorious love that he has for us to say, come and follow me. Let's flip over to Isaiah, Isaiah 33, starting in verse 13, here, you that are far off what I have done, and you that are near, acknowledge my might. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites. Who among us shall dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? 
This is why Jesus baptizes us in the Holy Ghost and fire. So we can dwell with him. He goes on in 15. He that walks uprightly and speaks uprightly. He that despises the gain of oppressions, that shakes his hands from holding of bribes, that stops his ears from hearing of blood, and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given to him, and his waters shall be sure. He that walks righteously. Simply right standing with God. And we've been placed in right standing with God through Jesus Christ. We've been placed there. And so if we stay there, we walk righteously before God. And whoever shuts his eyes from seeing evil. That can be a tough thing these days. But there's a simple answer. looking into the eyes of Jesus. Let him be the light that enters our body. Let him be the things that we see in this earth so that anything that comes into mind is through the Lord, is through the eyes of Jesus. And this person, these people, shall see the king in his beauty. They shall behold the land that is very far off. I don't know about you, but I want to see the king in all his beauty. He is a glorious king. Much more than we can even imagine right now. But he wants to begin to reveal himself to us. He wants to reveal to us who he is. What he looks like. For we know that when he appears... We'll be like him. What an amazing promise that is. Isaiah, or, uh, Psalm 96, he says, oh, Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. When I picture that, worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness, I see a bride adorned for her wedding day. Coming to worship the king coming to see the king in all his beauty. A bride consecrated, totally set apart, no other lovers, nothing else in her life but simply focused on the one she loves, the beautiful king. This is to worship in the beauty of holiness. And when this people gathers together to worship, it's, it's simply amazing. I don't know about you today, but I love worship today. Such a chorus of all of us joining in together and worshiping the king. It's so beautiful. Let's jump ahead to Zechariah chapter 9. Going to hit a few points here. We'll kind of read through some of it. Zechariah 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. 
Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king comes to thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon the colt, the foal of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall speak peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from sea even to sea and from the river even to the ends of the earth. As for thee also, by the blood of the covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Turn ye to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double unto you. When I have bent Judah for me, I have filled the bow with Ephraim and raised up thy sons, O Zion, against thy sons, O Greece, and made you as a sword of a mighty man. And the Lord shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. And the Lord God shall blow the trumpet and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts shall defend them, and they shall devour and subdue with sling stones. And they shall drink and make a noise as through wine, and they shall be filled like bowls and as the corners of the altar. And the Lord their God shall save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be as the stones of a crown, lifted up as an ensign upon his land. For how great is his goodness, and how great is his beauty. Corn shall make the young men cheerful and new wine the maids. Behold, your king comes. Rejoice and shout and be glad. In the midst of a crooked generation, in the midst of what seems to be tough times, what seems to be suffering, let us rejoice for the king is coming. And he will render unto us a double portion, yes, but an internal, eternal inheritance through Jesus Christ. It's an eternal inheritance that we get. Guys, this is amazing, this perspective of eternity that God has for us. His will for us is eternal. It's infinite. The inheritance that we have through Jesus Christ is forever. But we have such a tendency to look at the problems of today, the things we have to do tomorrow. We're finite-minded so often, but the Lord wants to awaken us to his eternal purposes, his eternal will. And it's much grander and more favorable than we can ever imagine. And the Lord's bringing it. And he says of us that we shall be as the stones of a crown, a precious jewel, polished, Shining, his burning ones, his shining ones right here on planet earth, being a witness and a light to all the nations. <laughs> For how great is his goodness. We would just see, we would just see his goodness, his beauty in all things. Oh, our hearts would rejoice 
the love of Christ is beyond anything we imagine. It's so amazing, guys. That intimate relationship with him, coming into the secret place of prayer where the Father sees you and he openly rewards you. We get to be witnesses of Jesus Christ and of his resurrection. His resurrection happened 2,000 years ago. But what if it was so real and so fresh and new? It's as if it happened yesterday. And we get to proclaim the message, the gospel, the good news of the kingdom. I just want to spend a few minutes in prayer if we could all do that together. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and touch us right now. Give us a revelation of your beauty, of your glory, and of who you are, Jesus. So amazing, so incredible, so endearing. I'm going to read um, Revelation 1. This is John's uh, revelation that he had in the Isle of Patmos and his description of Jesus who appeared to him. So just close your eyes. Just turn our affections to you, Jesus. Turn our hearts. Lord, give us eyes to see. Even now I'm asking for fresh revelation, fresh vision, God, for your bride, your church, Lord. Give us a freshening of our hearts, God. I pray remove any calluses that have risen up. And he says, and I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And I turned, and I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks was one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs, they were white like wool as white as snow, and his eyes, they were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shines in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying to me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives. And was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. Just continue on, seeking his face. Just a moment of wonder and awe of your Savior.
of Jesus. Give us a freshness, God. May we see that each of us, God, that you touch us, you put your right hand upon our shoulder, and say, do not be afraid. For I am with you always, even to the end. Teach us, Lord, to be a flock who loves to be near the shepherd. I pray, Jesus, yes, that we would find comfort. It says in Psalms 23, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod of correction, the staff of protection, and we find comfort. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you begin to stir our hearts into the function that we have in this body, God. Each of us has a wonderful, unique assignment in the kingdom and in this flock right here. God, I ask that you will begin to awaken uh, giftings, Lord. Awaken desires to fulfill your word. Lord, I pray that assignments would begin to unfold in people's lives, Lord. May we see them. I pray that we would not be a people who forgets so soon who you are. I pray, Lord, that during this whole week, we would have a fresh vision of who you are. Of your face, Lord. Jesus, you're beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, love you guys. Jesus is amazing. It's so worth following the Lamb. It's so worth it. I just want to bless you guys. Amen.